It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 655. What's happening, guys? What's going on? Welcome, Brad Blanks, to the show, mate. <laughs> Tommy, Josh, Mr. 97. How are you, fellas? Great to be here. It's been a long time. Mate, no, uh, last time we, we were right next to you. We can't be as close as we once were. We're now 10,000 miles away. But you're, um, you're in the epicenter of where it's all going down in New York City. I mean, you're, where are you right now? Well, I'm actually out on Long Island. Um, you know, have a place out here. And, you know, 18 days ago, uh, we locked down. Wife, kids, we came straight out here. Buckled down pretty early. And, uh, yeah, just, just we're in the lockdown. So in terms of even if I was in New York City, I'd still be locked down. So I wouldn't be able to know too much of what was going mm. on on the outside streets. But... The news it seems that everyone's getting back back in Australia and you know, or around the world is from the hospitals, and they look pretty uh, pretty dire at the moment. So I'm getting the same footage that you guys are seeing too. And so, Brad, when did you decide to actually move out of Manhattan? Uh, yeah, it was the Friday, the Friday afternoon. The kids had been out of school. No, the kids were still in school on the Friday. New York school. That's I'm going to give you the date of that. Was like the tenth, uh, tenth of mm. March, I think. And um, we just made the decision we're out and would let the – we pulled our kids out of school, but then by the Sunday mm. night the schools got shut down, which I think might have been the same thing in Melbourne as well where oh, it, people, it, people say, yeah, is that what happened? It's, it's been a real, real – it's a real trickle effect. It hasn't been that clear. Like some states were saying schools are done, Victoria closed schools on a Tuesday. It was like it's all been – very strange. So 18 days ago, the the 19 yep. days ago, that day before it got locked down, yep. what's the vibe? What are you feeling? What's going on oh, in New York City? Yeah, great. So I, I do morning radio, breakfast radio in New York on CBS FM and I went in. Um, it was a Thursday morning and I could fit the sense had changed. You know, uh, I'd been on the streets. I went out on the streets Wednesday afternoon and in an interview you'll you'll hear soon that I've, that I've given you guys. And met some great New Yorkers, but everyone was carrying, you know, uh, sprays, you know, you know, like they call it Lysol, um, spray themselves down and hand hand sanitizers in the back pocket. But people were clearing out the train. I went down mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden where Penn Station was, and people were just leaving the city and leaving. And it was quite becoming quite spooky, even on the Wednesday. So that that's I think we got it. Then that's I give you the date. Then that was like the that was actually probably the. Yeah, the 9th, 10th, 11th, everything was getting a bit dodgy. And then on the Thursday, I did radio, but no one would touch you or come near. The distancing had already sort of started. Did the radio and then left and then pretty much didn't leave the house until we got in the car and went out uh, to Long Island where we've been um, ever since. How have your kids taken it all? No, good. They're fine. We're having a good time. Like the, the, the positive side of it is that we've sort of – yeah, reality is that we're, we're quite a busy family in Manhattan, r- rushing. Everyone's got their jobs, even though I've got a, a 10-year-old, a 8-year-old and a 6-year-old, but everyone's moving quite independent. We've got to get them to after-school classes and stuff. Here, we're quite regimented. The homeschooling started pretty much straight away at 9 a.m. Uh, last Monday, so it's at the 16th of March. The schooling started at home, and then the schooling really ramp- homeschooling really ramped up with the apps and the teachers zooming in uh mm. on monday last monday so we're a week into the the official homeschooling and, and and that's going really well and we're we're gathering as a family we're having nice dinners and laughing and 
you know, we're watching plenty of The Office and finding some old movies to watch. And um, no, in that way, it's a positive. But you know, it, but we know that the kids probably don't get the, the the craziness of what's really going on in the outside world. But we, we know it's uh, yeah, sad and a lot of hardship happening. I um I thought you said they were doing jobs like they had to make some money to survive in New York City <laughs> yes, like a lot of people are working that, that, multiple yeah, jobs. Right. What's the vi- what's the vibe financially because that city there's a lot of people hanging on just paying rent, yeah. right? What's the vibe yeah. in no, sense I, of money? I, I, no, I I uh, yeah, the end, that done, completely done. Uh a lot of friends I know have small businesses, uh restaurants, uh well the Aussie cafe community is so strong in New York City. I know mm. a few of them and there's no cash flow. And a lot of these, mm. I mean, the, the businesses don't have cash in the bank. They're relying on that cash flow to pay their staff and keep the business ticking over. And uh, and, and they're still got to pay rent. In New York, the, most businesses are leveraged up or hanging by the balance anyway because of the rent. You know, it's a, mm. you know, it's a lifestyle choice and hopefully you make a good living out of it. But they're they're hanging on if not you know on their way to being done so it's that's heartbreaking all from this this mystery that sort of enveloped the world uh, the healthcare system in the US has been criticized a lot over the years in a time uh, like you know, the current situation what's the vibe as someone who's living and will have to rely on the healthcare system how are you feeling well, I, firstly from uh, the, I, I don't know how it'll go financially. The big thing was insurance and having insurance to cover your medical needs along those lines. Um, but I don't know how that will go. I'm pretty sure that if you're dying, they'll take you in and you might not have to pay in this scenario if, if you have coronavirus. But uh, what I'm, from what I'm hearing and how I'm looking at it as a, you know, been in New York for 20 years, the hospitals in New York City just can't handle the the people that are coming in. And then you're getting people that are coming that maybe shouldn't be coming in, but they don't know. So mm. normally they would be coming in, but in this scenario, they're, 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 they're ripped with anxiety as well as a cough and a sniffle. So, you know, New York's a city that w- when there's a little bit of snow, you know, the city can shut down, you know. So when, when, when you have a, a virus sitting on there that's pumped into your brain, you know, 24-7, there's a lot of fear. So these hospitals are full and inundated and, and packed. And, uh, I mean, I can only see what you guys are seeing as well, but uh, mm. people living around that I know that are living around this one epicenter's Elmhurst Hospital in Queens, and they've already put up the, you know, the last week they built tents, which essentially will be the morgue in the car park. So, oh, um, yeah, which is, you know, crazy. And then... Yesterday, the tents went up in Central Park where you throw frisbee and, you know, have picnics that you guys probably did when you were over uh, in the East Meadow. And that is now filled with those, you know, those tents that you, you probably all first saw when we saw the, the yeah. movie E.T., you know, like these mm. tents from um, diabolical world-ending uh, movies. So, um, yeah, r- 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 right in the madness of it. 
I feel like when, when we caught up in New York, I, I sense that you'd sort of inherited or sort of taken on some of the New Yorker traits with a bit of the Aussiness. So there's more likable yeah. and more sort of loving to randoms. What do you think, like the traditional New Yorker who doesn't have time for anyone walking in front of them, that kind of stereotype you see, how is that New Yorker dealing with something like coronavirus which they can't see yeah, walking oh, in front of them. <laughs> no well I, and, and i can i can gauge from that that period because i was out there doing man on the street interviews and mostly they were all right up for a chat i had to do my interviews from a distance um but people were in a hurry that people for the three days that i was out on the street watching people get on you know go and i always hover around train stations because it's high traffic area with plenty of crazy people to chat to um that people were moving pretty quickly. There, there wasn't any anger. Um, a lot of people were saying feedback from friends and that on the streets of New York was very similar. And I was I arrived in New York a month after 9-11 in 2001. And a lot of the vibe and the feeling was similar, you know, before people were clearing out, similar to after 9-11, where there was actually a bit more compassion and a bit more uh, mateship mateship from people looking at you on the streets and giving you a nod or, nod or having a chat. So, um, no, the vibe was good in that you know, no few days given. leading up. No <laughs> nods. No, 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 no. Well, well, that's the thing. What, I mean, you know, uh, New York's a very uh, you know, uh, excited sexual town. I, I wonder how that, um, <laughs> how that went in those last few days before the lockdown yeah. really kicked in. And so yeah. you gave us a, um, a a grab from a guy named Brian. Uh, can you s- set this up for us? Yeah, um, he's a self-proclaimed urban survivalist. There's some fruity language in this, very passionate man. This was outside Penn Station um, on a little seat. Uh, we sat down and had a nice chat. And I wanted to delve into how he was going to survive the coronavirus. Brad Blanks and I'm here with... Brian, straight out of Manhattan. What is going on here today in the streets of Manhattan? This is urban survival, brother. Talk me through the coronavirus and how it's affecting you. Coronavirus? Fuck the coronavirus. Riding the subway uh, is worse than the coronavirus. You're breathing in 401 deadly chemicals every fucking minute. So there's more things that you're worrying about at the moment. You damn skippy. What advice do you have for the people out here of New York? Not a damn thing. Most of the people are ignorant as hell. They got on these masses. Uh, this thing can go through your eyeballs. You know fucking well it go through your ears. Huh? Really? So why in the fuck are you wearing a mask? And you got your eyes, you're blinking and linking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how are you preparing here today for some urban survival? I'm lots of vitamin C and orange juice. Yeah, that's how you survive. That's how you survive. Talk me through your orange juice. The way you, you see, you get your orange juice and you and you take it with about maybe 15, 20,000 milligrams of vitamin C boost, to boost your immune system. And have you been telling a lot of people this is what you've got to do to beat corona? No, because they wouldn't listen anyway. These are New Yorkers. What about the stock market? Fuck it. They're going to find a way to take your money. This is just a more convenient way to take your money. Is the world ending? Hell no. It's going to be fucked up today. It's fucked up tomorrow. What should we do? We should pray to God that the people in power stop this bullshit. How do my eyeballs look? Your eyeballs look crystal clear. Any corona getting in there? You better get out of Manhattan, man. It's spreading like hell. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And so that was after, so you'd actually left and come back at that point, was it? Yeah, yeah. So I had to come back and get some supplies. So that was, 
you know, March 18th, I did a run. It was like I felt like I was in Walking Dead when, you know, mm-hmm. you had to do the supply run. Um, so I, I turned up to my apartment, grabbed everything, as much of the stuff as I could, and um, packed up the minivan. Um, and before I did that, I went for a walk around, you know, the train stations in Times Square, and that's where I ran into Brian. And, um, yeah, um, good guy. Yeah, good guy. Had some great lines there. He Called me Skippy, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where Bri- where did Brian live, do you know? Did he live on my uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, I hope he's all right now, Brian. I just yeah, yeah. I, you know, I just hope he's all right, the poor guy. He what? was ready to fight fight corona. The thing of like being in New York, um, you all the people there during the weekdays or weekends, like there's so many blow-ins or so many people from off the island. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the blow-ins, one of the tourists. But I mean, where are all these people? Like, where are all the homeless? We're, are they still on the streets? Yeah, I know. No, that's that's the thing. On that day, on March 8th, so the Wednesday it was after St Patrick's Day, and I walked around Times Square, and they were. It was it was fascinating in the areas that we could with seats. They were all you know around Herald Square, which is near Macy's. Everyone would know just down from Empire State Building on Thirty Fourth Street, and you could walk up Broadway. And I did that walk, and there were homeless everywhere, just seated. And it was a beautiful day. Uh, it was a warm day too, and they were all seated. Everyone was happy. Everyone was fine. And the people that were hanging out with them were delivery guys, which was an interesting thing to watch. So you had the people who were making a lot of money doing deliveries and you had uh, the, the homeless. And then you get to Times Square and in Times Square there was one of those, um, you know, a person painted as Statue of Liberty, one of those ones that just, mm. one of those, you pay them a dollar and they you take a photo with them. Um, and there was an, a person dressed as the Incredible Hulk as well, those annoying ones, you know, the annoying ones. So I, I commended their, their work ethic in Times Square where there were no tourists and no one. It was a ghost town. Uh, Brad, are you worried about uh, job security? Uh, yeah, on all levels. Yeah, and in, from a radio perspective, for sure. I mean, this is, you know, uh, doesn't you know, they say, we, you know, we've been living on the fat for 10 years as you know, in New York and I don't know where else, but you know, the stock market's been the whole way pointing up and everything's been pretty good. But you know, they all said a bubble was about to be burst in, in all ways. And I'm in radio, and you worry that maybe that could be the end of you know, you're just a, a how would you say, a recalibration of budgets mm. and um, you know, and and changes and you know, and then it just shifts into the next industry whatever it is you know mm. podcasting streaming or whatever um but yeah for sure yeah you always you worry about that um definitely what fat are you cutting i remember you telling us that your, uh, your car park was more expensive <laughs> than your um than your actual car yes. lease yeah I that's mean, right yes yeah 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 well that's that's the thing our pe- people are actually going to their landlords and saying you know what can you do for me and landlords have to go well you know, I've got my own mortgage to pay. So you've got this amazing domino effect going on. Right. But then if you want to keep that tenant, you've probably got to give them some leeway. You know, it, it, mm. it, this is this is diabolical what we're probably in, you know, um, which we are in, not probably. You know, we're definitely in. There's this, this massive knock-on effect that we won't know. We're sitting here now and I, I say like, you know, uh, yeah, you, you wake up and you think about yourself, all right, what am I going to do today? Where's my ambition? What am I trying to achieve? What? Are, and then you're like, oh my goodness, that's very selfish because this whole world is sort of 
all under the same umbrella of of these knock on effects. You know, what is it going to be the same in three months when this is all all you know? I was about to say the word sorted, but maybe we live with Corona forever. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe, the, um, uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, you, you mentioned uh, redundancies. You're you're already see, seeing them. What are sort of businesses communicating in in this time? There's that classic thing of like, don't blame Christmas. You'll fatten August. With yeah. there's there's businesses that weren't doing well, uh, well just before yeah, Corona, yeah, yeah, and now yeah, this yeah. is really just tipped them over. Well, that's right. Yeah, and and, and this is. I mean, it's so ruthless when you hear, yeah, just following on social media, people getting fired, you know, by phone call, or just messages when they're logging into their work. You're, you're now, fi- but this is this is the time where they've, where it's sped up. Maybe people were going to get cut in certain industries in June, July, and it was all mapped out, but it's just been sped up. So it's, yeah, exactly what you said. You know, businesses were wilting anyway, just, from the changing of technologies and old school becoming new school and that, um, but but it's all going to come at once. If it hasn't started already, it will keep going. Your bread and butter's you know red carpets right out on the street, <laughs> roving and reporting. What's the, what's the vibe in entertainment land, Hollywood? Yeah, that stuff. You know what, what's going on? Oh, with- well, that, yeah, no, I mean, stuffed. <laughs> like, I, like, how will another red carpet happen, Tommy? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like. And, and it's so funny because I'm sitting here analysing going, look, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to survive. We'll be good and, you know, I'll be able to eat and have a few beers and everyone will be good. But I'm sitting there, you know, and this it, it's so what's – is it the word trite? I'm looking for what I'm about to say is but we all love what we do and you guys love what you do and when you can't get to do what you love, you've got to pivot. And I know that's on the higher than now scenario when people are, you know, completely lost their jobs and, you know, financially – bamboozled but like the going out and having a chat to someone in an intimate chat with a microphone how will that return will will it return you know will you know someone like gal gadot want my big sweaty forehead in front of her as i'm trying to interview her yeah like i don't know and it's still there i've still got some hair under there yeah it's always good and what about um brad the movies that have been pushed back like what's some sort of insight like the stuff that you're you know you're needing to do for work and um talk about this sort of entertainment stuff what are some stuff that us gronks could uh could learn about the future of movies being released in the entertainment industry well yeah uh, yeah, well, I think it's this could be the again the, this could be the the beginning of move, cinematic movies being released uh, a few days after the cinema release. This I, I'm sure they could do the stats on the Pixar movie Onward that was in the cinema for maybe a week uh, and then they released it. And I bet you the numbers were really good when they released it and charged twenty dollars to be shown in in your house uh you had invisible man who was which was the number one movie in america for two two weeks in a row this hits and they release it straight away i bet you the numbers were big i think it'll change how movies are released um qu- more quickly they'll have date i mean they're going to have the data will be skewed because there's more people at home watching but mm. yeah it won't take much for them to go oh we're onto something here um yeah, obviously Netflix have already are the are the new masters of maybe rolling something like The Irishman out for seven days in the cinema just to get the Oscar qualification, and then they put it straight on Netflix. But 
maybe every major studio will pick and choose. Maybe if a, a genre movie like Invisible Man is the type of movie you can keep in the cinema for 10 days and then put direct to um, direct to households. Fast and the Furious, sorry, uh, Fast yeah, and the Furious yeah. is pushed till next year. Uh, James right. Bond has been postponed. Like this, yep. this is going to like uh, Josh and I were talking about like yeah. um, the bigger businesses. Was it Disney, Josh? The the ones that were like you'd think are sound, the brands that you'd think will make it through yeah. this, but then they're yes. they're completely rooted. Mm. Well, I Ro- guess rooted, at, yeah. Well, you look at the. Um, uh, I guess, especially like accommodation and all the uh, theme parks, and oh. they were they were crying poor within like a, a couple of weeks of this happening. Uh, Donald Trump has obviously been having a lot of conversations. He's streaming a lot. He's uh, he's talking about his ratings. He's saying he's he's getting the <laughs> highest highest ratings. Um, uh, but he's also giving a lot of cash. By by the looks of things, like over right. six trillion bucks of you know stimulus, what what is the yeah. vibe uh, on the ground in regards to the government? Well, yeah, it, how I found from people, friends, and people out there that I've chatted to on Zoom and calling up, the, the I got one friend who says I hate Donald Trump, but I want to get back to work. Now he's a friend of mine who is a business owner, so he wants his business to keep going because he's worried about himself, you know. And then you've got other people who don't own their own business and just don't like Donald Trump. So it's this, mm. it's, well, so I've given you two examples of people that don't like Donald Trump, but one guy <laughs> agrees agrees with the fact that Donald said Easter Sunday, which, uh, and I think I think on Twitter the hashtag was Easter Sunday Massacre was the, the line <laughs> that if everyone went back to work Easter Sunday after like a good all, movie the day title. in church. Yeah, it does. <laughs> very Godfather 4 or something. Anyway, um, you know, so, you know, but when he said that day of Easter Sunday, but if you, if you continually, all right, we all know what Donald Trump is. He's going to say things about ratings and it's very distasteful, but he said distasteful things many, many times <laughs> in the past. So it's nothing new, but it's just, it's just heightened by the fact that people's anxiety levels are so huge now. And if you don't like Donald Trump anyway and you see him banging on about comparing his uh, press yeah. conferences to The Bachelor, I mean, that was yeah. comedy gold. Well, I mean, as he would say, he would say, huge, huge. Huge, huge. <laughs> Which is funny because Donald Trump actually got about 14 million viewers back in the days when we all did watch live to air te- you know, television you know, um, primetime television, he was getting 14 million viewers on The Apprentice. He had a he had a hit show. But now he's averaging 8.5 million on his press conferences and he's very proud of that. Um, so we, 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 understand all, we understand all that, but I think the the politics has come into people that are saying, do they, when do we return to work? Is this, mm. is the big, the big debate was, will the poor economy hurt more people than the coronavirus? But Mm. You know, you, you can. I'm, I'm more of like you can only operate in what you know are the data of the coronavirus, and a death of a hundred year year old person is is terrible. You know, we're not in, we're not as ruthless. We care for everyone, um, mm. but there are that's the political divide more than what Donald Trump is. Um, you know, obviously saying stupid things. There's a bunch of people kind of looking at silver linings uh, of something like this, and one of them being the the slowing down of society. Just mm. that 
rat race, that fast pace that we've all had. And I definitely feel it. You know, when you go out, it's, yeah. very, it's much quieter, shifting perspective of what the future for jobs and, you know, what your priorities are. For you, what is, has yep. there been any new thoughts, like just brand new thinking? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. For, for, yes, for sure. Like it's, like I, 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 you know, I said it before, you know, ambition, you know, we all get up and we want to move ahead. You're in this media game and you want to keep moving forward and you want to create the next moment. You want to interview the next person and make it great and then get it on radio or get it on whatever you're in television or get it on your show and, and, and make it better. And, and then you sit there and you map, you map what your ambition was a month ago and you're like, hold on, that mapping doesn't work now. It doesn't, I mean, it's still in you because you still want to do a good job and you're passionate about, well, well, well I'm passionate about what I do, but it's a different mapping now and you've got to, it's taking me a couple of weeks to under, you know, while I'm homeschooling the kids and, you know, um, trying to hold hands with my missus and go for a walk and, you know, um, you know um, but we're in this stage now where what I wanted to achieve and what I was setting out to do a month ago is a lot different to today. Yeah, uh, t- talking about that business as usual uh, for this guy, this is uh, the, is it the Naked Cowboy? Is that his name? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, so through my work, uh, through my walk through Times Square, again, social distancing, don't worry, I went in for a supply run, everyone. I got, I did get a bit of flack that I was in Times Square on March 18th. You mm-hmm. know, the, the town had started to be shutting down. Um, uh, I, I did a walk, I was very careful but I saw the naked cowboy and apparently if you can somehow find a Times Square webcam, he is still walking in Times Square. Um, That's the rumour on the street. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, he's here. Why is he out here? Why? Naked cowboy, never rests. He got 65 by now, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, uh, pretty outrageous. That bloke's got some anti-aging, anti-aging shit going yeah, on yeah, for sure. He had, do you agree with me? He's got to be 65. He has to be Ma- some sort of crazy age. Yeah. Madness. Last time I saw him, where did you see him? You saw him when he came over? Yeah, and in 2012. I mean, he's You're just looking right. as good. Yeah. I remember uh, I saw, the last time I actually saw him was, I'll tell you when it was, it was the beginning of 2008 it was Fashion Week in New York City, and it was uh, – uh, who was Jennifer Hawkins with? Was she with David Jones or Maya, one of those two, uh, you know, Miss Universe? Maya? Maya, she yeah, Maya? Yeah, yeah. So Maya had flown yeah. – like Maya had a little cocktail party, and I went along to this cocktail party, and it was in honour of Jennifer Hawkins being in New York for Fashion Week, and the Naked Cowboy was one of the props they hired just to stand. I'm telling you, there would have been – 40 people at this party and the Naked Cowboy just stood in the corner playing all night. And I, I, so I went up there and I'd been interviewing him since about 2001, but I was just like, well, what a cool moment for him. But that was, yeah, early <laughs> 08 at the height of, well, even before Jennifer Hawke, she'd won the title and she was on her ascent to be, uh, you know, to be this superstar that we, that we know. It, um, it seems like a good time to do some streaming. Have you watched Tiger King yet? Yeah, so I'm um, one episode into that. Um, loved it. Uh, unfortunately, my ten-year-old son watched a bit of it, so he had a lot of questions <laughs> after, afterwards. And I like um, anyway. Uh, he won't be watching the next uh, five episodes. Oh, so, mate, um, episode two, Brad. It's just it even uh, it goes so deep. 
And oh, oh my geez. god, what are you up to, JJ? All right, I'm up to six. We've got a fun. We thought it was a final episode last night oh. that we're watching, but we're six. We've got one more episode seven. Oh, that's yeah, like when you, you find got- an extra bit of chalky. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you guys are like, you, you guys love your media. You know what's going, you, you, you know what's hot at the right time. It, it, this, uh, you know, true crime series couldn't have come at a perfect time for the world. Like the Net, Netflix executives' heads must be spinning with yeah. what this oh. show is sort of, the, the, the fanfare it's captured. Well, I think also in... Um it doesn't feel too true crimey. Like I, I feel mm, like I'm right. not a huge fan of true crime, but this, it's really an observation of just characters, isn't it? Yeah. And do you feel, do you, do you look at his tech setup and you he like, this guy was ahead of his time. Like his <laughs> yeah. tech guru is like, I was working out how they were switching streaming. everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was so triggered. I don't actually... I don't want to spoil too much, but there was a potential. Uh, there was there was a scene where footage was lost, and uh, when footage is lost, it makes my skin crawl. It's like it's, right. it's not not ideal. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. I want to um, throw the I- floor to Sevs. Sorry, Sevs came to uh, LA. His first American experience last November. He got a cheeky one in before this has gone down, which we probably won't be able to get back over to see you in the flesh in New York probably for quite some time. Sevs, is there any questions that sort of you go to based on what you experienced in America and how you think they're handling it now? Uh, that is also my cue to go up and just put another movie on for my son because he's yelling, so I'll be back. <laughs> but, um, Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess the I guess from like what, what, what we've heard over here is the uh, – the New York governor, I can't remember his name, how much of an impact is he having on the stuff that's being implemented in New York? Because I think we've had a bunch of stuff from Daniel Andrews, our premier, sort of like having more stringent lockdown laws and all that sort of stuff compared to the federal stuff that's going on. Yeah, no, uh, incredible. Andrew Andrew Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, um, he's been incredible. He's How he's presented himself... By, with his live press conference, conference has been like this great point of difference to Trump's press conference. He's been matter of fact. He hasn't had people standing behind him. Trump's come out and visually Trump's looks like it's, uh, you know, some, you know, something from 50 years ago where you walk out, a dictator walks out with them people behind them, um, just from a visual point of view. And definitely um, not Cuomo respecting said- the six feet rule as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, isn't that crazy, isn't it? And um, But Cuomo sits up there and he's very matter-of-fact. He states the point. I mean, the big one that was quite striking was, uh, yeah, it, it was Saturday. Saturday was when Trump came out and said, I'm going to put New York, New Jersey and Connecticut on a quarantine. And Trump, yeah, he loves to say things flippantly and he came out and said that. And the idea is not crazy. It's not a crazy idea, but a but legally, a president um, can't come out and in, and and put a, a ruling on states. It's it's a legal thing, and how the the country was set up, you know, two hundred and twenty odd, thirty odd, forty odd years ago. And um, so Cuomo goes, "This is the first I've heard of this. He cannot do that." That he even I think Cuomo even got a little bit too dramatic and said, "Well, that's <laughs> an act of war." War. Um, but other than that, Cuomo's done an amazing job. Uh, in his daily press conferences, he's become quite a sex symbol too. 
Um, women have you commented um, that they find his his power attractive, uh, and from a long shot point of view, they've talked about you know maybe come the convention, the Democratic convention, you know, to, to be, who will be the Democratic uh, the leader, the, the person to go up against Donald Trump in the uh, election, uh, US election, that maybe they could do a backdoor role and and tip him into. Uh, the nomination, which would be very far-fetched, but if you watch House of Cards and you want to understand the American machinations of how you get nominated to be president, um, people are clinging a little bit to that hope in the fact that uh, Joe Biden, the the man that will probably surely win the nomination at this stage, um, is not up to it as a 79-year-old uh, guy that screws his words up here and there. Is a nomination meaning he'll take the presidency? Uh, no nomination to go up in the federal election where it's uh, the Democrats oh. versus Donald Trump's Republicans. Yeah. And so, Do you what think is Donald the will take it out? Uh, well, at this stage, well, Donald's on his. He'll be representing the Republicans, um, and but it's up who he's going to be against. Mm-hmm. Biden's mm-hmm. leaving, uh, leading Bernie Sanders, so Biden will probably win the nomination. But it's that whole, you know, Cuomo's done such a great job, sort of. From an optics point of view, he looks great. He's talked sense. He's got the biggest state, you know, well, second biggest state behind California, but he's got the epicenter, which they say, of the virus, and he's handling it well. He's begging the federal government to give them beds and ventilators. Uh, so he's putting his best foot forward. But, but it, you know, it's the whole, as I say again, house of cards. Can you tip this guy into uh, the Democratic nomination? Uh, what's the day-to-day looking like for you now, Brad? Uh, yeah, I get up, I do radio in the morning um, and then uh, from about 9am till noon I sit with my kids and make sure they're doing their reading, writing and mathematics um, and just staying on board. Then my wife's working from home so she's uh, busy on her typing emails and on the phone and working very hard. Um, Sounds so we have all have lunch. Ty- you <laughs> describing <laughs> her work, just yeah, no, she's she's, typing emails? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna get my ass kicked for that. Um, but um, uh, she uh, then at lunchtime um, uh, we we have a family lunch, which is a rare, obviously a rare thing to do on a weekday, and uh, we have a chat, and and then we go back to all our jobs in the afternoon. Try to get the kids to do a bit of fitness. Everyone's booming in like taekwondo classes an hour on Zoom and all this, so <laughs> do a bit of fitness. I'll go for a run, try to keep the pounds off because I'm drinking a lot. Oh, lockdown. So um, that's the thing. Uh, is anyone else having a beer during this lockdown? Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yesterday Josh was on Josh was on it at 4 p.m. And then I got on it. It's uh, it's all happening, Brad. For, for you, yeah. mate, what is um what is what is the I mean you don't know what the future looks like, but uh, in times that get tough, you kind of l- can have that moment where you're looking to another careers or looking where you could sort of yeah. move to. What is what does Brad Blanks end up oh, doing? I mean, you'd yes. be a great cop, I reckon. <laughs> Don't you reckon? Yeah, like I'd be a, a great big... cop. Yeah, a dancer. I'd be a good dancer. You know, one of those big slow dancers. You know, um, I'm never a very good dancer, but in the corner with a beer. Um, no, that's a good question. What what did we start looking at? You know, um, I've, I'll tell you what, I've watched a bloody lot of the stock market in the last two weeks and um, 
And the, and the commentators on these shows, geez, they bullshit, don't they? So maybe they can get a job. You know, oh, it's going up, it's going up, it's going, it's going down, it's going down, it's going down, it's going up, it's going up, it's going up. Yeah, maybe that could be, um, yeah, those uh, yeah, stock pundits. There you go, Tommy. A stock <laughs> pundit. I, I, I want to buy shares in the Daily Talk Show. Those guys <laughs> <Yeah>. are awesome. <laughs> Yeah, uh, ninety-seven. Um, we we are live streaming on YouTube. Have we got any uh, people asking questions or comments? Yeah, Glenn saying Cumo for president. He's the only adult in the room right now. Uh, yeah. Emily Bev says I second that, Glenn. Uh, and then Glenn says the network's over here covering Cumo uh, as much as they are covering Trump, which is great because it probably infuriates him. Oh, mate! Yeah. If you want some entertainment, watch. Is it Cuomo? Cumo? What's Cuomo. his? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cuomo. 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 Yep. Watch Cuomo and his brother have it out. Oh, Just there's right. like montages. It's so fucking funny. Because his brother is yeah, yeah, um, yeah. an anchor for CNN. That's right, Chris Chris Cuomo, and uh, and they have a great relate. It's a great brotherly relationship. I've got a lot of years between them, but Chris has this. Chris has always had this real sense of arrogance. You're the younger brother, and um, and Andrew's obviously very authoritarian, very powerful. But the arrogance and the power collide in this clip, and uh, it, 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 a lot of their clips together. So, yeah, they are. It is very good. It, it's very good stuff to see. Even and it's good that they can have a laugh in the middle of yeah. all this uh, tragedy and madness going on around them. The best one is when um, when he says, you know, oh, thanks for joining me. This is to the uh, the governor, and he says, uh, well, mum told me I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm you, I had that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Hey, and, 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 and you're right, this softening of uh, you know, Governor Cuomo would be eating at Trump, even though Trump's, Trump's been quite good to him. Trump's coming out and saying, I love New York. Qu- uh, Governor Cuomo and I have had a good relationship. We're talking very deeply to each other. So it's, it's interesting. Trump hasn't dropped the, the knife on him yet or, you know, or you know, the guillotine on him yet. And I don't... And I'm sure he's getting told, don't praise this guy Cuomo too much because, you know, this could potentially be the guy that, you know, at 20 to 1, the guy you may run against. Yeah, we saw um, in California with lockdowns, the, the places people were going to were gun stores. Does that yeah. actually worry you, the amount of people who own guns yeah. if shit gets really yes. bad? Yes, for sure. Like they went for guns, I went for baked beans, and I tell you what, <laughs> guns are a lot easier to get than baked beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. both are popping off though, oh, mate. Yeah, oh, very good. <laughs> I tell you what, yeast, yeast is very tough to get as well. I like to bake my own bread. Made some hot cross buns last night, and uh, yeast is very difficult too. So can you not make your own? Yeast? How come, does yeast work? How, how does? You, you got to get you got to get the bread to rise. You got to get it to rise. You got to get the action happen. Can you grow so, it? Is it like yeah, culture? No, like what's oh, where do you, oh, where does oh, yeast come geez. from? Oh, that's a bloody good question. I don't know. Jeez, I was sounding smart then until you dropped the turd <laughs> on my story. Twenty-seven <laughs> will tell us. Sevs, where's yeast yeah, come yeah. from? <laughs> um. Hang on, I'm just looking it up. It's like a, it's a powder, yeah. right? Not a, yeah, not don't don't look up yeast infection. Just yeast. <laughs> very, right? very different. Very different. Right? Very um, different. Brad, there's like a, a few little cute things that are going on. Like put your teddy out. I just got sent one yep. that was like follow the rainbow. Kids are drawing rainbows um, on their pavement. Anything in New York because it is so kind of close proximity. Even where you are, Long Island, there's a lot mm. of population there. Is any cute things yeah, you're yeah. seeing? 
Well, the, the big one, I mean, uh, New York's just started, they copied uh, London from last week when they did the, uh, you know, the, the, the big signal for carers that, that went out at 8pm, I think it was on Thursday night, and everyone in all of England put their heads out the wing, uh, window and tooted their horns or banged on pots and pans. And so New York has been, New York City has been doing that every night at 7pm. So 7pm has been... Uh, everyone's gone out their window and banged their pots and pans for their first responders, doctors and nurses. So that's quite a, a, a nice movement. But, but you look, I, I, I love looking at the, the whole birthdays. When someone has a birthday, the street opens up for them and they obviously keep their distance, but they celebrate kids' birthdays in these suburban streets, uh, which has been something that's very heartwarming. Yeah, and as you said before, the silver lining, you know, the human spirit always wins and there's some wonderful stories just, just coming out of out of this and moments where we're getting to dig in with our family and, you know, have chats and have dinners and lunches and not be as busy. So they're my silver linings. Yeah, it seems like uh, families are having to find a new uh, normal when you're speaking to your friends and stuff like that, what's the what's the common friction point for people? Uh, well, uh, you know, the people I've been talking, but yeah, you know, it's again it gets back to politics and is it you know when to get back to work? Is it, it just gets back to that whole economics versus science? You know, is does the flatten the curve work? And you know, that, that's the divide I'm I'm seeing at, at the moment. That that's the friction point. Yeah. You know. mm. Are governments going too far, or they're not going far enough? Or um, and and we can only trust the scientists on this one is how I feel. But you know, and I understand from an economic point of view, it's devastating. But I mean, I don't know. Mm. I, I it, you know, I'm not a very political person, but mm. you know, I, I understand the flattening of the curve. You know, it feels like in the in the uh, in partnerships normally one person in the relationship is more sort of washing their hands and the other one's a bit looser. Are, are you finding that uh, within your relationship? Yeah, it's good. Uh, we're not allowed to pick up deliveries. Uh, my wife scolds me because I want to bring them in. She said, no, we're going to leave them outside for 24 hours. So, um, any, Does that include you know, Uber Eats? What, what happens with food? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, no, no. Well, Uber Eats, yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't done the delivery food yet. Uh, we've been good. We've been cooking, but... Going to the supermarket, I, I go in there like it's a, like I'm a ninja. I'm like a six foot five, 110 kilogram ninja in a supermarket. I'm moving quick. I've got it all planned. Um, but I come home and then I've got to clean every bag. And so, well, look, we're, you know, it's one of those things where I've had friends who are mocking how far we go. And then mm. you got others who go further than us. So it's this, you know, everyone is relating to this differently. And and over the last three weeks, people have got in tune with it differently too. And it's affected, you know, I'm talking about friends and family mm. members around the world. It's a, it's a, everyone looks at, everyone has their own different way of how they handle this. Josh, your uh, book club book was Tiny Habits. I mean, uh, it was all about connecting a habit to one that you've already got. One way to form new habits is a pandemic because everyone's just <laughs> sort of instantly gone and formed. It's, it almost just calls bullshit on yeah. how uh, how little we commit to new habits. And so there is this. Yeah, yeah. you're I mean, right. That's brilliant. 
breaking habits is hard. So what I think is going back, so in six months' time, just jumping back into normal life (laughs) is going to be this – all, all that brawl of breaking old, well, breaking new habits. It, it, that, and you said that before with will it change, you know, how people are and you know, reconnecting with people. I think the ferocity of how we return to a normal existence will be what wild. Like, I mean, geez, single people, Mr. 97, your Tinder is going to blow up. <laughs> you know, like wild. <laughs> He's he's Wild. even being, he's been having so many messages. We have a catfish incident at the moment, which we're oh, going to no. bring on this afternoon's show. Yeah. Yep. We've got some developments oh, there, which are do pretty full I? on. Yes. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, oh, it's, it's actually very full on. You won't believe it. it um, it's it's usually a th- it's usually a hundred twenty five kilogram male who just wears um, a g string around his house by himself. So, Mister Ninety Seven, he might speak. Very beautifully, but be careful. <laughs> hey, Brad, um, do you have any insight on this? You know that uh, the big dark man whose penis is out and being <laughs> yes. to everyone. Do you yep. know? Do you have yeah. any? Do you have any insight on what what that is and yeah. what that's all about? Uh, yeah. Um, so he's the if you know you know guy. That's his title. Um, and and. Yeah, he really was the king of the internet before Tiger King came on, right? Like he really dominated um, to the extent I have to explain. Yeah, 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 Python King. (laughs) So I I did a bit of a deep dive on him. um, Did you? And unfortunately, yes. (laughs) Was your wife with you or no? No, no. Well, or did he do a deep photo. dive on you? Yeah. Woof, woof. yeah, he did. Oh, what a, what a, what, wow. Wouldn't that be a night of passion, wouldn't it? Like, you know, you wouldn't want to run into that one. Um, my goodness. He, um, he, I tell you what, it, apparently it's photoshopped. It's not real. Ah. And, and, oh, you're very upset there, Tommy. So, unfortunately, sadly, sadly, he passed away in oh. 2016. So, he's, Died. You know, um, <laughs> dead. 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 He died. He died. Your time died. I'll be honest. Do we know? Um, <laughs> other than loss of blood to his brain, what did he die of? <laughs> um, oh, I set you up beautifully. Then beautiful. Um, he yes, he passed. We don't know for sure what happened to him. The photo was apparently taken in 2009. I love that I've become an expert on the if you know, you know guy. I mean, I want to say so much more about this. Um, but, yeah, he passed away. He was a porn actor. Um, he did a lot of things that if you actually delve deep into his video content, it, it'll live with you forever. Um, so I wouldn't do that. It's a <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I was help. you. Yeah, it's a pandemic. It's like looking into the sun. It's like the day of the Triffids. Remember that old show? Jesus. Yeah, um, so, but it's sad that this man... Uh, he is passed and he's become one of the most famous men in the world. Um, and I love the latest meme, him actually wearing overalls. I found that, yeah, the, the tasteful meme of him, meme of him is, is, is delightful, actually. You've got a lot of Lego behind you. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> how much time are you spending uh, doing the Lego and have you worked out a way uh, of getting Lego masters in the US? <laughs> I, I haven't seen Hamish's Lego Masters yet, and I, I keep telling him, please send me the link. I need the uh, I need the pirated copy on it. Um, 
we make a lot of we make a lot of Lego here in this house. Um, you know, I've got the roll, you know, the roller coaster behind me, which is actually we had a some three year old kid came over there and devastated it on me. So that's going to take me a bloody week project uh, to put back together. I've got the Death Star sitting next to me here, um, but I've been watching the whole. Ki- the kids love Will Arnett's Lego Masters on Fox, the American version. Um, but I keep telling Hamish, I'm like, I, because Hamish's was the first show to mm. be made around the world. You know, they all in England, obviously, they took it from England, a, a smaller version of the show, and they did the MasterChef sort of concept bring it to Australia, turn it into a, a bigger version, which they did very successfully. But, and then they sell it around the world, they sell the format around the world, and they obviously base it off the Australian version. Now, when you watch Will Arnett, who I think is top five, one of the quickest you know, uh, comic banter chat guys in the world. He's he's wonderful, um, you know, up there with Gervais and how quick his mind is. But when you watch him doing this, I can hear Hamish's lines. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've taken – this is my theory. They've taken, they've taken the Aussie version and they've transcribed Hamish's lines <laughs> and then they've gone out and fed them to Will Arnett. <laughs> so you'll see Will Arnett doing Hamish Blake stuff and, and you're like, hold on. It's not really will I, you know, and but that's how America works. Everything's very written. Where I know Hamish is not doesn't take writing very well and is yeah. just riffing on things. And I mean, and we, 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 we appreciate it, you. Yeah. We appreciate you sending through the script for what you're going to say for this whole episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very yes. helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you did. But Tommy, I've got to give you. You did come up with the the big black guy with the long schlonger. That, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I did look flustered. I did get flustered. <laughs> yeah, but mate, you had a lot of info on it, so uh, <laughs> it was obviously... I, I knew a little bit. Yes, <laughs> I'm very passionate about that subject. Brad, mate, thanks uh, for coming on the show. It'd be great to get you on. Uh, every you know few weeks during this time because I feel like uh, you've got an interesting perspective. Well, thank you, Josh, and, and thanks, Tommy. I love you guys. And Mr. 97, I've followed your career. I'm very proud of you. Well done. <laughs> thank you. You, know, it's, it, it, you, you are going to roar back when society gets back to normal. It's going to be an <laughs> unbelievable life for you. So well, well done. you got, you got you got two great mentors there looking after you. So well done, mate. Great. Thanks, and the Brad. third, the, the big guy. The if you know, you know. <laughs> that's Mason. That's oh, his, that's, uh, sorry. Guru. Yes, yes. yes, the guru. The guru. Wow. Uh, it's the Daily Talk Show. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, you can subscribe on all uh, podcast apps. Also, we live stream every episode. We're doing it twice a day, Monday to Friday, and then just our regular weekend banter shows. And so you can go to youtube.com forward slash the daily talk show to watch us live. Otherwise, see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Actually, won't see you tomorrow. I'll see you in uh, a few hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, See you in a couple of hours. (laughs) 